Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 135. And away we go. Step up to the break, we got MJP and Green Man and Supreme and Chipping and Chip Team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up to date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans, let me hear the crowd pop. So take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. All right, folks, welcome to episode 135. I am your host at Michael J. Putty, and welcome back. Speaking of welcome back, Green Man's back for a second week in a row. Yo, Michael J. Putty, Omega Studios is treating me so nice right now. Uh, I had to come back, and I brought some beer with me to drink. Oh, yeah, just love the sound of that on audio. How you been, brother? I'm fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm interested to know, actually, how fantastic you are, because last time we spoke, um, you started a new gig well, in a new department, right? You got rid of your old boss. So how is it? How is it, uh, what, week <sighs> one, week two? In a, in a whole new uh, uh, part of your career. Uh, fucking fantastic. Really nice. One of the best, best work weeks I've had in a long time. No stress, no drama, no bullshit, even though my fucking ex-boss is still being a bitch and shitting on me nonstop. But uh, I don't give a fuck. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch of witch? <laughs> the fucking wicked witch. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for great you, week, my man. Good for you. Learning a lot of stuff. I'm looking forward to learning a lot more. Uh, this is a great week. It started off fantastic. Because for the first time in recent memory, if ever, your boy at Michael J. Putty went to a bar to watch the Jets take on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. In full Miami Dolphin regala. <laughs> oh. Only me, me and one other guy in a bar full of green jerseys. And it was just such sweet relief to see them get their ass spanked. Ah, what a great way to start the week. And then my new job, fantastic, five days. Ah, it was just a great week. One of the best weeks I've had in my life. You're not used to seeing me this happy. I'm not used to feeling this happy. It's fantastic. It's it's nice to see that smile on your face. I have to say, I, I, I yeah, I lost it for 17 years. I lost my smile. <laughs> I got it back. It's good. It's good to have, brother. But not all is you know cherries and roses. Started the week out by uh, unfortunately one of my fish passed away and uh, he was suffering for a long time. Nothing I could do about it. Ta- his time came. So rest in peace, John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Thank you for the good times and uh, see you in another life. Um, I was the only down spot in my week. My week went all up from there. My condolences. How, I got one fish left. The heartbreak fish, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> He's kicking. He's kicking. He's still alive and kicking. So uh, see how long this lasts. Oh, he uh, has to be. How's your week? How's it? Uh, my, my week's been uh, all right. It has been okay. Not as good as yours. For those of you who are following the Green Man social media, I dropped the WWE on the Green Man. Yeah, shocker. I've been been thinking about it for a while. I've been thinking about doing it for a while. Um, When I started it, it was all about, you know, WWE and going to WrestleMania and that stuff. But uh, ever since then, a lot has changed. And, you know, Shot of Wrestling has has been, you know, my 24-7, seven-day-a-week kind of thing when it comes to professional wrestling. So it only made sense to drop it and add the SLW to the name. And then the other part was, you know, if I'm going to add WWE to Green Man, the next time I do it is when I'm working for the company. I think it's only fitting for me to set that goal for myself. So dropping it was part of that, you know, let's start from somewhere because the next time that you see WWE Green Man on my Instagram, you best believe that it's probably because I'm doing something with the WWE. Have you noticed a difference in your reaction? Have people noticed you switched your... Um, not really. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to comment on it. People just started using the new... They, they just see Green Man. They think it's just Green Man. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's a, it's a big deal. But yeah, that's how my week started. My week ended. I don't know. I know you've noticed. Um, and, and I told you I would explain to you once we went on air. But I have a little splint on my pinky finger here. Oh, shit. I know. I was at work today and I sliced my finger open with a tape gun. Had to go to the the city MD nearby. And, and, and mm. thank God there were no oh. stitches needed. But they like put glue to seal the wound. Is that a thing? The doctor, if you could call him a doctor, he looked like he was 15, 
just put glue on my finger and said, here, you're fine, you know? Like, I didn't know that was a thing. So man-to-man here right now. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to edit out the part where you said he got sliced on a tape gun and then put something cooler in, like a machete, a knife, a box cutter? Tape gun isn't so cool. <laughs> tape gun is very dangerous, okay? I would love to have gotten sliced by a blade. It's a nice, even, clean cut. A tape gun is very jagged edges, and that's one of the reasons that I freaked out at work and everybody was freaking out for me. Because when you saw Dull my- jagged edges. Oh, jagged they're edges. Not, they're not long. They're not deep. They were deep enough. They were deep enough. It, 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 it was. What she said it was. A, it was an ugly sight, um, and there was a lot of blood. But uh, yeah, I'm all better now. I'm here doing the show, ready to talk some more wrestling, baby. I'm sure the shots will numb the pain. Oh, I, that's one of the things I've been looking forward to tonight. For let's start the show like you always do with our this week's wrestling replay, covering Hell in a Cell, September 16, 2018, emanating from San Antonio, Texas, at the AT&T Center. In front of a crowd of 15,216, sponsored by WWE Champions. Available now on the App Store and Google Play. For some fucking reason, the New Day defeated Rusev to retain the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in 8 minutes, 55 seconds on the fucking pre-show. Stupid. But then we move on to the main show. Randy Orton defeated Jeff Hardy inside Hell in a Cell in 24 minutes, 50 seconds. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in 13 minutes, 50 seconds. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defeated Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships in 24 minutes, 52 seconds. Long match. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles defeated Samoa Joe. Great match, too. Asterix to retain the WWE Championship in 19 minutes even. Good job. The Miz and Maurice defeated Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. In 13 minutes even, Ronda Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss to retain the Raw Women's Championship in 12 minutes, 2 seconds. And in your main event, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman ended in a no contest thanks to Brock Lesnar in 24 minutes, 10 seconds. By the way, this was Braun Strowman's Money in the Bank cash-in, so no more cash-in opportunities from here on out. Did you watch Hell in the Cell? I didn't watch it from beginning to end, uh, but I did watch a lot of it. I was beyond thrilled to watch, and like literally that I did watch was the tag team title, the Raw tag team title match. It was it was amazing. It was really amazing. Was it? I missed that one. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, if you in front of the show, Irwin saw the New Day versus Rusev Day. He said that was far superior. That was probably the best match of the night. Really? I, I no, I totally disagree. I think when you mix main event players who have been known to be very vocal about how. Uh, well, how confident they are about their skill. You have Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, who all equally think they're at the peak of, of their game, that they're, you know, the workhorses of the WWE. And to put them all together into a match to really prove that sentiment, they they hit it out of the park. I think they told a great story. They were very physical. They went on, and I was I was chanting, this is awesome. To yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, it it, it was it was a, I I thought that it was a great match. I thought it was a, it was a solid uh, it was a solid card. I did not expect Brock Lesnar to come back. Did you expect him to come back? No, I didn't. I missed the first half of Hell in a Cell. So as I'm watching the Miz going against Daniel Bryan, I'm like, all right, let me check what I missed. So during the recap, I read the article that oh, Brock Lesnar is backstage, and WWE doesn't like to have Brock Lesnar backstage without using him. So. Let's see if he shows up tonight. Lo and behold, like an hour later, he showed up. So it kind of ruined the surprise for me. I wish I didn't read that because I would have been surprised. But I wasn't expecting it at all. Were you happy to see Brock Lesnar on WWE again? I was happy to see him in that capacity, yes. I think... Uh, what other capacity would it be? Well, I think the... I mean, it could have been easily... He could have just been easily out of TV for a lot longer than he was. Yeah, because WWE spent the last, what, four months trying to shit on Lesnar, how he doesn't care about the WWE, it's all about the UFC, and now he comes back and like everyone's cheering him. Like uh, Exactly, exactly. So we didn't need Brock Lesnar back, and I think that's why... Never need Brock Lesnar. It was... Never need him back. <laughs> well, that's why I think it was, it was a nice surprise for me. And... Roman Reigns and, and 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 Strowman, they were doing pretty good, but it, it needed that little zest, like it needed that Brock Lesnar coming in and and causing havoc. And 
basically, like you said earlier, you know, Strowman just lost his opportunity, which now building on the story about that championship, you know, it creates a lot more animosity for Strowman. And I gotta be honest, I was not a fan of the monster in the bank, but, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing how. Uh, obviously, there's probably gonna there's a triple threat on the road. There's a lot more story to be told in. And now Braun Strowman is in the mix, so it's not just Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. It's now Braun Strowman. So we'll see how it goes. You know, I love the technical aspect of the WWE. Right, how things are built, how they put on the stage, how they present the show itself. So Saturday Saturday afternoon, I'm sorry. I get the alert that they're live on Periscope and WWE Watch. And I share this on our social media is how they had a live stream of them putting together, constructing the Hell in a Cell structure itself Saturday afternoon. From beginning to end, it was live for like three hours of them putting this structure together. It was mesmerizing. Very hypnotic to watch these guys put it together. But I had to turn the comments off because all the comments were bitching about how it's red. The Twitter universe was bitching how it's red. I didn't mind it being red. What do you think about the Hell in a Cell now being red I thought, for 20 years? I thought it was cool. I wonder whose idea it was. Because to get that idea over, I think, must have been a little bit of a, of, of a hard task. No, it wasn't. I think it was Vince's idea. Really? All right, then it was easy. If it was Vince that said it, but... No one but bitched about you- it going from silver to black. Now people are bitching because it was silver starting out with. Yeah, you're right. And with you're the black. Right. Now it's red. No one had a problem with being black. People are bitching about it being red. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's cool. And I didn't know why it turned red, but now going to the storyline of Brock Lesnar, you know, air quotes, kicking in the door to hell. Mm-hmm. Ah, there you plays go. Plays off to that storyline. Um, uh, I like to, actually like the red better than silver or black. I think it plays off much better. Well, now that you mention all the colors that it's gone through, I kind of feel like th- there's seasons of Hell in a Cell. You had your season of the silver Hell in a Cell. You had your season of the black one. And now you have a season that's starting with the red one. What will be the next color? May I correct you? I think it's not seasons. I think it's eras. Eras. Okay. Um, so you're with an era of red. I don't know what other color it could be. I think it'd go back to black. Stay with red for a while, maybe five years. And we'll see what happens from there. White? Could it be white? Why makes no sense? I don't know. Instead of going to hell, it would be like your stairway to heaven. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I said, I I still haven't watched most of it. I'm watching it now, currently on the studio TV monitor. From what I read, we're watching right now, Randy Orton taking the screwdriver to Jeff Hardy's gauge. Oh, my Disgusting. So. uh, Excuse me. I'm going to look away for a while what what happens because it's disgusting. But from what I heard, it was a great show. As always, when, when the card seems lackluster, the end result is positive. When the card seems to be stacked... The show tends to be boring, so the dichotomy there—they can't—they can't seem to sync up the card and the product. It seems weird. So that's it. You want to get us in some news? Oh yeah, let's do it. It's in the news with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. All right, let's get to the news. Talking about Brock Lesnar returning at Hell in a Cell. Well, a number of sources are now noting that Brock Lesnar will have an open contract with both the WWE and the UFC. And he is free to return to the UFC anytime he wants. But since he has not signed with the UFC directly, the UFC is willing to allow him to appear on WWE programming. Because if he has signed with the UFC, the UFC is going to definitely block him from appearing on WWE programming, risk of injury. Are you happy to see Brock Lesnar back? I am not. But you said you were yeah, no, in the I said, intro chat, right? Yeah, no, I said I, I totally was in the capacity that, that he came in Hell in a Cell. But... This topic kind of reminds me of a while back we talked about Chris Jericho mentioning how Chris Jericho is the Brock Lesnar of New Japan Pro Wrestling on the fact that he's creating this opportunity and this kind of notion now, you know, and now Brock Lesnar is creating another opportunity to say, hey, I could be part of this organization and also the WWE and we could create a relationship for them both where, you know, I could make money equally for those two companies and that's exactly what chris jericho is doing you know he's making money for roh and new japan pro wrestling and who knows maybe impact one day will get a little mix of y2j but um you know without these trailblazers without these pioneers you know pushing themselves to be the very best and affording them those opportunities to say hey i am that big i am that huge and i'm gonna make sure that i show you that this could work i think this is huge for people who may want, like, this could be huge for, like, for example, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley could be given the opportunity to share his time between MMA and WWE. You know, there's, uh, we're talking about, uh, 
the all-American, American Jack Swagger wanting to start an MMA career. And he's going to be coming to BCW on October the 12th. You know, could this also be like great for him in his mind thinking like, hey, if Brock Lesnar could do it, then this is going to be a great opportunity for me to prove that, yeah, you know what? I could have a wrestling career and an MMA career at the same time. I don't have to choose. Jack Swagger and Bobby Lesley are not Brock Lesnar. That's the problem. Hey, but without there being a Hulk Hogan and a Hulkamania, you wouldn't have many of the other superstars that we see today. So there has to be that one person who is able to set it off. Without people leading, without The Rock, for example, doing what he did in Hollywood, you would never have that John Cena doing what he's doing in Hollywood. You would never have the Batista doing what he's doing in Hollywood. So Shut your mouth about Batista. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, hey, there has to be that big name who's big enough that he has that weight to say, hey, yeah, I could do this. See what happens. Give it up, they did. In other news. There's an old saying in wrestling business, never say never. Impact officials Ed Nordholm, the vice president, and Scott Demore met with WWE officials at Titan Towers in Stanford, Connecticut. Some kind of surprising news to me. The meeting was held by Triple H's team, not Triple H himself, but his teammates. Vince was not in attendance. You know, they, they were discussing their working relationship. You know, because they had a lot of partnerships with the uh, video packages l- lately with the Hardy Boys and AJ Styles. So, what do you think is going to lead between the relationship between uh, Impact and WWE? You know, when I when I read about this earlier in the week, the only thing that came to my mind is that WWE does not see Impact Wrestling as a threat anymore. When I read this, I, the first thing I thought of was how, like you said, they're no longer a threat to WWE. They tried to be, but they weren't. They failed. So not, they're not a threat anymore. They're like the plan B. To me, what I first thought of was how WWE funded and kind of a, gave life to ECW back in the day. Back in was it the late nineties, yeah. early nineties, yeah, uh, mid nineties. So maybe they're trying to develop that sort of relationship with TNA or Impact. They're not a competition, but if we get some sort of relationship with them, we can build something magical. Absolutely, and I don't think it's just exclusively with Impact Wrestling. Oh, like, not at all. You see the relationships that WWE has formed with Evolve. Recently, we had yep. we had a uh, Velveteen Dream, you know, wrestling at Evolve, and, and the WWE was actually helping promote that event. You have um, their relationship with the UK brands, like you know, like Progress, and they obviously see the worth of these companies, which is great. It's great for the company. I think it's going to be a great investment for the WWE. And you know, hey, if the W, it's it's like they're minor leagues. You know, like if you're talking about baseball, it's like they're minors. And if they're not investing in in these companies, then they're messing themselves up for their future because that's where their future is coming from. It's almost like you're talking about indies. It's like Major League Baseball is the majors. Triple A is the next step under the majors. Yeah. So say NXT is AAA, maybe Impact's a double A. Yeah. That's their, where they get the next generation from, Impact. But a lot of people don't want to leave Impact. Like Rich Swan, Eli Drake signed long-term deals because the schedule's much easier. They're more freedom with their character-wise. They're not, they're not handcuffed into a certain character, a script. So see what happens with the relationship between WWE and Impact going forward. In other news. Well, speaking of Impact... On this week's Impact, they revealed the next inductee into their Hall of Fame, the Monster Abyss, a man you've met at Boardwalk Beatdown. Tall, scary fella. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know who he is, he's one of the few Impact originals still left on the roster. He's been with the company since 2002, since the inception of TNA, an original Abyss. He's also one of the few handfuls Grand Slam championships since Impact slash TNA. He held the X Division Championship the World Tag Team Championship, the now-retired Television Championship, as well as the NWA Tag Team and World Heavyweight Championship during their whole NWA affiliation from 2002-2007. So, uh, well-deserved. Absolutely. Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I mean... Without a doubt. They said last week they're going to announce this week. I couldn't... I was trying to think of a name, but I couldn't think of it because I'm not an Impact guy. I was, I'm, not, I'm sorry. I'm not a TNA guy. But uh, this just makes sense. Because congratulations to Abyss... Well-deserved. I look forward to seeing your speech in person. In person? I'm going to uh, the Hall of Fame. It's going to be at a local bar here in Midtown Manhattan, here in New York City. That's awesome. And I missed the Hall of Fame for the WWE in New Orleans. You and a couple of friends don't like to go to the Hall of Fame because it's long. It's kind of boring. I understand that because it kind of is. 
I was like, maybe I'll go to the Hall of Fame this this year with, for uh, Impact because what's the next time I'm going to get a chance to do that? So I looked it up. Tickets are cheap. It's in a fucking local bar. It's not in a, it's not in a ballroom in a hotel. It's not in a restaurant. It's in a fucking bar, an Irish pub here in Midtown Manhattan. So your boy, Al Michael J. Putty, definitely swooped up his tickets. So if you want to hang out with uh, Michael J. Putty and the Impact stars, go to eventbrite.com. Look for TNA slash Impact Hall of Fame tickets. In other news. Talked about it last week a little bit, but now it's kind of been confirmed. Shawn Michaels will be returning to the ring after being retired for eight years in November at the Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia to team up with Triple H against Undertaker and Kane. <sighs> Mixed feelings about this. I'm, the more I hear about it, the more I'm against this. Uh, there's no indication yet if there's going to be more dates beyond this point. I hope there's not. But what, again, how do you feel about Shawn Michaels returning after eight years because during those eight years, he said, people retire, but always come back. I'm going to stick to my word. I respect the match. I respect you. And now he seems to be breaking that by coming out of retirement. I think that is the only reason that we feel a little bit different about it. The fact that he just pushed that message so hard through the years, through yeah. those eight yeah, years right. of like, hey, you know, I'm going to stick to my word. I'm not going to be one of those guys. My question is, how much did Saudi Arabia is willing to double down on Shawn Michaels to get him out of the retirement? That must have been some sweet paychecks right there. Well, they're paying Brock Lesnar millions of dollars. So you got to expect it's going to be the same price for Shawn Michaels. Saudi Arabia is making so much money for the WWE right now. It's insane. Like the country that has so much money they don't know what to do with, they're literally going to be booking dream matches for the WWE with the amount of money that they could just throw at these superstars. It's insane. L- sorry, last show that we got together, you were talking about women's evolution and how, you know, after Hell in a Cell, you know, we're really going to build out this women's evolution card and get really excited and get right behind it. But Michael J. Putty. All I saw this past week on WWE programming yep. was this big push on the WWE Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia. And there was no, barely any talk about the Women's Evolution show coming to Long Island. What the fuck? The Crown Jewel, November, what, 2nd? November 3rd at Saudi Arabia? Now, it's funny how in April, they emanated from Saudi Arabia and the backlash was women were not allowed. No women were allowed in Saudi Arabia to wrestle at this event. So now it's funny. And we reported back then how the agreement was, it's like a 10-year deal. So we knew they were coming back. They knew they were coming back in November before they announced it. So before they announced it, an all-male pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, how convenient they decided to announce an all-women's pay-per-view to make up for the lack that there's going to be no women in Saudi Arabia. Fuck you. Now it takes away from the, the specialness of evolution because now it's just a parting gift. It's like a, here you go. Here's your woman's pay-per-view. Leave us alone for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Michael J. Putty. And I'm, I'm disappointed at the E right now because strong-heartedly, I believed you, brother. I believe that what you said, that the WWE was going to push the Evolution pay-per-view, and, and I was looking forward to it. You know, now, now what's going to happen? I'm looking forward to Crown Jewel. I'll tell you that much right now. I'll be watching it on the network. So now I'm going to hardcore, full-court press Let's sell out Evolution. Let's make Evolution a sellout, a big draw on pay-per-view to fuck them up. To make sure next year we get an Evolution pay-per-view as well. Because fuck, fuck this Crown Jewel bullshit. Let's get, let's get fucking Evolution trending. Let's get Evolution selling out. Also, this Crown Jewel bullshit, as you call it, is like not even coherent to any big storylines that are going on. Like, why are you putting Triple H and The Undertaker back together again? Why is Kane going all the way over there? Why Why is Shawn Michaels making his in-ring return? Like, yeah, it's cool, but it's just coming out of nowhere, you know? I'll put it zeros. If you touch six zeros to the end of the paycheck, yeah, people talk, make things happen. When I get HBK returning at the Crown Jewel, well, somebody else is returning, as it was announced on the upcoming Super Showdown event in Australia. Kane will be making his return to WWE to be in the corner of his brother, The Undertaker. Well, local affiliate down in Knoxville, WBIR, is reporting that WWE has donated a generous $100,000 to the Knoxville Public Safety Foundation. This money, this as well as being the money Kane is getting to appear at the show itself, 
is being viewed as a congratulatory gift from Vince McMahon himself to Kane. So, um, I guess congratulations? Are you happy to see Kane back or are you over Kane? I didn't expect for him to be coming back, but I think... To Australia. Yeah, right? yeah nonetheless in Australia. But I think it, it's a very good way for him to come back because the money is going to to his county. So it's only going to help Kane or Glenn Jacobs in his current role as, uh, what is he, mayor? I think yeah. it's pretty cool. I'm curious how the news is playing out. I'm curious how his rivals are playing this new story. So if, if you live anywhere in Knoxville, let us know how the news stories, how the newspapers are playing this out because he's coming back in November to Saudi Arabia. He's taking two long-distance trips within, what, three months of being sworn in? That can't play well in political-wise. In other news. We've been reporting this story since it first broke. Well, it finally seems like we have a conclusion. WWE has won a clash action lawsuit against 50 former employees. The lawsuit states how they did not feel WWE provided enough protection for head trauma and concussions, which they claim led to other health issues over the years. 50 people sued the WWE in a clash action lawsuit. Some names included the Road Warrior Animal, Mr. Wonderful Paul Arndorf, Chavo Guerrero Jr., Adam Baum, your good friend Adam Baum, Ahmed Johnson, both Dave and Earl Hebner, Smash and Axe, Marty Gennetti, let's just name a few. The list goes on and on and on. Well, Judge Vanessa L. Bryan of the United States District Court of Connecticut dismissed the entire lawsuit. Now, this is, you know, a major win for the WWE, right? Just another major win in, in these lawsuits. They just keep winning. Why go up against them? In other news, Rey Mysterio has reported a new two-year deal with the WWE. And you're a big Rey Mysterio guy, right? You happy about this? Yeah. I thought that was great for Mysterio, especially with the new crop of talent that has been signed, the new matches that you could see Rey Mysterio be having with a lot of the, the new names. I think it's it's awesome. Well, Mysterio is pushing for an 18-month contract, but the WWE wanted to sign a two-year contract. So they came together to sign a two-year contract with the caveat being after 18 months, he can resign. So I guess he won either way, right? Yeah. Congratulations, Rey Mysterio. Speaking of Rey Mysterio, his son Dominic is currently training at the Storm Wrestling Academy in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, under the tutelage of the great Lance Storm. Now, of course, that name rings a bell because as us old guys remember, Dominic appeared on SmackDown during the Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero rivalry, which turned out I think Eddie Guerrero was actually the father of Dominic, I believe it was, right? Yeah, it was. So, uh, go off to Dominic, I guess, right? Good luck to Dominic. Hope to see him back. Now, when he debuts as Dominic, will he be billed as Rey Mysterio's son or Eddie Guerrero's son now? <laughs> I guess only Tom will tell, right? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Rey Mysterio's son, though. But uh, but I think it's funny that that's where your mind went. Kayfabe still, still oh, lives in you, my right friend. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh, let it go. Born and bred. Don't let it go. Never will. It's still real to me, damn it. Don't let it go. I love you. Complete 360, and finally, in other news, we are saddened to learn that the brother of Santino Morella tragically passed away earlier this week. He was recovering from heart surgery. Details remain sketchy as of this recording. We love Santino. I love Santino. I think you do as well. He's a big character, big heart. He loved this business. So uh, we here at Shadow Wrestling offer our deepest condolences and heartfelt apologies to know Santino and his family and friends. Amen. Rest in peace. That's all I got for news. Let's get right into some cheers and heels. Great week of wrestling. A shot of wrestling presents cheers and heels. Let's get some raw. Did you watch raw? I no okay no I, I was absolutely absolutely I did watch Raw I was excited the end last week you you try to sell me these shows and breaking news every show that you sold me I did not watch but the one show you told me not to watch I watched from beginning to end it was amazing yeah see I've watched Raw since the debut I've missed Raw like maybe three times now the age of DVR. I don't have to watch Raw because I can fast forward most of it. Last Monday was the Primetime Emmy Awards, which I totally forgot about. <laughs> so I watched that instead. 
And you know what? Not, not for nothing, I didn't miss watching Raw. I didn't miss Raw at all because nothing happened on Raw. Really? Didn't, oh. There's no storyline on Raw that I'm captivating me. Nothing, there's no storyline. I thought they did no so good. I did they think they did so good with the tag team Raw. titles, especially coming out no, of Hell in a Cell? No, not at all. You got a great match with with, with Sigler. There's no storylines going on. No. Oh, anyway. come on. Cheers and heels. I'm going to heal. Like I like Chad Gable. I like Bobby Roode. But for some reason, I am not liking these two together. Are like, you what's going on? Me? It seems forced. It seems fake and phony. Like, what? He, Bobby Roode deserves better than this. Michael J. Putty. The way Chad Gable's hamming it up, it's just taking away from the whole thing. No. This is a comedy act. I love this. It's not serious. I, it, no, it's exactly. Not. You got it. It's a comedy act. It's not serious. It's light. It's funny. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great Bobby that. Roode, he, Bobby Roode deserves better than this, though. But he's not getting it. And if he could showcase. If he could be on tv and be entertainment then that's what he needs to do i thought it was hysterical good cheers nia jester's return she's beautiful but happy to see her back and uh that looks a bliss reaction only added to that segment well done by everybody involved here nice little surprise i enjoyed it it was good good cheer good cheers elias to leo rush rush interfered while you know elias is playing because everybody interferes with elias nowadays but Elias cut him off while he was talking and said, whose child is this? <laughs> Let's get his parents. Let's bring him back to his seats. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. No, me and you have both seen Leo Rush live in person, in action. We've been awed by his in-ring experience. I don't remember him being that tiny. Right? I thought the same thing. I was like, dude, Leo <laughs> looks a little small. He does look like Very a kid. Very small. But side cheers to Leo Rush because... He did a great job in his role as being a manager. Amazing. He was great in the mic, great promoting his uh, his clients, and then subsequently he was great in commentary. Leo Rush did a bang up job as managerial roles. This is why I told last week to Pete Rosano, why not Leo Rush? Because this is the first time I've seen Leo Rush in the WWE universe. So this did not do anything but help Leo Rush's career in the WWE. I agree, and I like the direction that the E is taking with managers, the fact that they're picking wrestlers to be managers because, you know, a manager knows how to talk. And a a lot of times the managers that we are used to seeing know how to talk themselves into a corner and usually have a big superstar like a Bobby Lashley pick their fights for them. It's great to see a manager who's able to hold their own. And he ran circles around uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Elias. He ran circles around them. Speaking of managers, I'm going to heal Drake Maverick. Now, weeks ago, I cheered him being aligned with AOP because it made sense. I like Drake Maverick, but he, you know, he's not doing anything. You know, he comes out with AOP, goes to the corner, AOP dominates, and then he leaves with AOP. He's not cutting a promo. He's not putting up his tag team. Right? Like, what is he's he doing? He's not telling you what. Yeah, why are you with them? Yeah, what, what's their benefit? They got rid of Paul Ellering, one of the greatest managers of all time, for no reason. And now, months later, he's being replaced by Drake Maverick, who's done absolutely nothing. Uh, come on, Drake Maverick, do something. Give me a reason to believe and hype into AOP. SmackDown. Let's go into SmackDown. I'm going to heal. This is the last week we're going to see Maurice for a long time. Not only is she great to look at, but her chemistry, of course, with her husband, her comedic timing with The Miz is great, and it's going to be missed on SmackDown because who's who's the Miz going to play off now? Nobody. Why is she leaving? She has a five-month-old at home. Come on. She she has a nanny. You going to tell me she don't have a nanny? No, she has her mother. Her mother is a little bit crazy. Uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, it, it's a tough business. I, I'm surprised to see um, to even see her come back at all, let alone come back and, and do a match. Or right, chill the end of Rusev Day. Chill is a cheer and a heel because... I'm looking forward to see what English does as a single competitor, as a heel. I've been high on in English since he broke away from the villains. Hell, I was a fan of the villains. I hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle and becomes a nobody like he was when the villains broke up. He was barely on SmackDown. He had about two matches until he got teamed up with Rusev Day. So after this feud with Rusev, I don't have too much high hopes for the future of any English here. I think um, maybe I need a new manager. He could be... Uh... My my hype man for Green Man Day. Good cheers to Styles. See an Almas match. Seen it, seen it before. It's a great match. Now I can finally see why WWE is impressed with this guy. And the future is bright for Cien Almas. 
and Selena Vega, they're fucking fantastic. They've been good and knocking it out of the park since they joined the main roster, and I am very happy for them. Going to cheers to Becky Lynch's coronation as women's champion. Becky Lynch did a fantastic job selling the storyline, selling her character here. She really stood out on her own. And the comments she made to Charlotte Flair, the comments she made in retort to Charlotte's comments, Becky Lynch is a star here. Erwin always equates to her being the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the women's division. Stone Cold Becky Lynch. I'm hoping that's where they're going with this because Becky Lynch is fantastic. But side note here, as an observant man that I am, Charlotte knew that she was coming out to this promo. She knew she was going to get her ass kicked. Where more supportive top? Because the entire time, her boobs popping out. One arm was covering her boobs the whole time. Very distracting. <laughs> but overall, for like a third, four week in a row, a great episode of SmackDown. Top to bottom, it sold every storyline. It presented every storyline well. Something Raw is not doing. Ugh. Completely disagree. Smackdown. This past week, at least. Can't wait till the ratings come out. For Raw? Yeah. I thought Raw was All a right. really solid show. And in fact, I, it I, wasn't. I even had the thought in my mind, like, yo, they really put a good show together. It's been a while since I've seen a solid show from beginning to end. Well, here we go. Let's get into Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground was fucking fantastic. Lucha Underground was a... Gr- Did you watch Lucha Underground? No, I don't have the channel. But you watch it on YouTube. Oh, I haven't gotten around to that episode yet. Oh, my God. I have to, I'm two Lucha episodes behind. Lucha Underground was a... All right, then, take your headset off. Lucha Underground was a great episode. If you missed this week's Lucha Underground, you missed a hell of a lot. And literally, the whole landscape of Lucha Underground is totally different. Next week, Lucha Underground is a totally different show. Lucha Underground... Oh, start out with Matt Stryker saying, Lucha Underground does not do pay-per-views, but if we did, this would be it. And fuck was he right. Lucha Underground did more in one hour than Raw, SmackDown, and Impact did in seven hours. Wow. Let's start out. Cheers. Does Phoenix, Melissa Santos drama. Phoenix was going against, oh man, I forgot who he was going against. He was going against somebody. Melissa Santos had to introduce Phoenix and his opponent. And you could tell she was not into it. She did a half-ass intro. She still sold it, but not as enthusiastically as she usually does. But she did that fucking arm wave thing that she always does. But it was half-assed. It was weak arm movements. Great job. Oh, man, listen, that was smoking hot. She did a great job. Now, clearly, Dragon Azteca Jr. is in love with Melissa Santos, right? Who wouldn't be? Now, after Phoenix died, apparently, in the fucking casket match, which you talked about in episode three. Episode 3 of Legend of Ground this season. He lost the casket match. and Now, if you lose a casket match in the temple, you die, apparently. Dragon Esteca Jr. was trying to make moves on Melissa Santos being her best friend and all, right? But he had to wait for the greeting period to swoop in on Melissa Santos. Well, Aerostar brought Phoenix back to life. But now Phoenix broke up with Melissa Santos because now he's a fucking clearly a zombie. He's a fucking not Phoenix. He's a, a shell of his former self. Now, how long... Does Dragon Azteca Jr. have to wait to swoop in on Melissa Santos because Phoenix is no longer Phoenix? Dragon Azteca Jr., if you're listening, you love Melissa Santos. She doesn't want you. Well, Eric Jaden can answer that for you. So make sure you dial it up, 619-343-3005. Eric Jaden will answer your love problems. He is here for you. He will give you the answer you need for the next chapter of this love triangle you got going on dial it up for love baby operators are standing by i'm gonna heal spoiler alert green man marty the moth winning the gift of the gods championship now if anybody can challenge for the gift of the gods title what's the point of going through the whole medallion tournament shenanigan things to win the title belt in the first place exactly if you watched last week's episode of Lucha underground marty the moth paid cuerto money last week to get a title shot for the gift of the gods, but then he doubled his payment for a mystery reason. We found out this week the mystery reason was, ready for this? Go hit me. The gift of the gods championship. You have one week to cash in that title for opportunity at the Lucha Underground Championship. Well, Marty the Moth doubled his payment to Cuerto because now that rule is out the window. Now you can cash in the gift of the gods Championship anytime you damn well please. Pretty much exactly like Bonnie the Bank. You know what's funny in season one when they introduced this whole program? 
Cuarto made it very clear by taking a shot at the WWE and explained that if you have the Gift of the Gods Championship, this gives you an opportunity to fight for it the following week. So, like, you would have to announce one week that you're going to, you know, cash in your Gift of the Gods Championship for the championship the following week because you wouldn't, because it's nothing like just a suitcase you could cash in anytime you want. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but it's essentially what he said. Well, that's what Papa Cuarto said because this ain't his son's temple anymore. This is his temple. We got new rules. Well, wouldn't you know, Marty the Moth cashed in on a defenseless Pentagon Dark. Now, Penta made a comeback here, of course, as he always does, because Penta's the man. But while Marty the Moth is outside, we see the temple debut of Chelsea Green. Oh, man. (laughs) Green man. You missed a great episode. One of the best episodes of Lucha Ground I've seen this season. Go back and watch it. The landscape of Lucha Ground has changed. Oof, man. But this is why I listened to A Shot of Wrestling, because now I'm excited to go back, and I need to catch up on the last two episodes, and I can't wait to get to this one. What an impact. Good cheers to Lucha Brothers going against Rich Juan and Matt Seidel. Great match. Now, I feel like I can literally, week in and week out, put Lucha Brothers... Like a template because the Lucha Brothers can go against anybody, and I would cheers it because Lucha Brothers deliver a great match week in and week out on Impact. In a very brief 30 second cameo, the beautiful spoke show Scarlett Bordeaux announced next week she will be making a big announcement. What could it be? Could it be she's managing somebody? Her in ring debut? Let us know. A shot of wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, shot of wrestling no way on Twitter. Or inbox at charlesing.com. Now, if you watched Impact, I got to heal. Like, what's going on with Moose? Green Man, I know you didn't watch Impact, but he's wearing a romp her. I'm sorry, a romp him? A white romp him with pink paint splashes. I see what you did there. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not badass to me. He had a fucking killer cross wearing sunglasses, trench coat, white shirt, black tie. Uh, what? Moose. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Raw of the Street Joe 2.672 minute, which is down. 2.5% from last week's 2.74 million. Raw was number 8 for the night in viewership behind NFL Monday Night Football. The Monday Night Football kickoff, Sports Center at midnight after the Monday Night Football, Retro Maddow and Fox News. Raw was number 5 in the 18 to 49 demographic behind Monday Night Football to kick off Sports Center and of course Green Man's favorite show, Monday Night Raw. Love and Hip Hop. SmackDown the Street Drew 2.281, which is up. 2.3% from last week's 2.229 million. Spectrum was also number eight in future for the night behind Rachel Maddow, The Last Word, Fox News. Smackdown was number two in the 18 to 49 demographic behind for the second week in a row. The Mayans MC. A show I've recorded, I've not watched yet. If you're watching Mayans, let me know how it is at Michael J. Putty because I'm curious. Hopefully, I get to it this weekend. Impact this week drew a 229,000, which is down a whopping 11.2% from last week's 258,000. Impact ranked 133 in the cable top 150. Last week's show ranked 145. So ratings were down, but yet the rank climbed a whopping 12 spots. That is your ratings this week. Green Man is eager to talk about his time at Outlaw Wrestling. That's correct, right? Oh, baby boy. Yes, I am. Before we get into that, September is Children Pediatric Cancer Month. So make sure you go to ConnorTheCrusher.com. Connor with C-O-N-N-O-R. Donate. I've done it a couple times now. I know Green Man's donated. Buy the Connor the Crusher Cure merchandise. Hurricane Florence impacted the uh, Carolinas. Red Cross, dial it up. 1-800-RED-CROSS or text Florence to 90999 to donate to them. Also, check out the Food Banks Central and Eastern North Carolina. You can donate food online. Doing this online food bank, something I've never heard before. People need it. We are suffering. And also, don't forget about the people in Puerto Rico. One year after Hurricane Maria, people are still suffering. So dial it up to Red Cross. Whatever program you guys can find, people need help. Any little bit helps. So uh, give what you can. That's my spiel. Green Man, how was Outlaw Wrestling? Oh, you know what? I need to crack open another beer here, Michael J. Oh, because this is going to be a good one. Um, One of the hottest crowds that I've ever been to from the moment we got there, by the way, got the best 
parking spot right next to the venue. And to get a great great parking spot like that in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, this is going to be a great night. And I, I haven't even left my car yet. I walked down to this pizzeria where out of nowhere, of course, I meet the Boulevard Bullies. So already there, I'm having pizza with the Bullies, drinking some beer like I am right now. And then I bump into... PCO. Now, if you haven't listened to PCO's interview on episode 134, I encourage you to go and listen to it. It was a great conversation we had, and we were just pretty much catching up as if we just wrapped up that episode and talked a little bit about it. Talked about his time with... He knew who you were? Yeah, I was the green... Well, I wasn't the green man yet, so I had to introduce myself and say, hey, PCO, you know, green man, thank you so much for doing a shot of wrestling. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um gonna refresh his memory a little bit and then uh we talked about you know the show for a little bit you know the inspirational message that i think we told through our conversation and uh then we talked a little bit about the stone cold podcast because it just hit that day and he's like yeah what did you think about the the podcast stone cold is doing two episodes so he's doing a part a and a part b on pco if i've already listened to the first part so if you like what you heard from PCO on episode 134 of A Shot of Wrestling, Stone Cold Steve Austin takes it to the next level. But then our boy, Matt Stryker, walks into the pizzeria after that, orders a nice slice. And then it, it just, the night just kicked off to a, a great start from the moment I parked the car next to the venue to having pizza with the bullies, seeing PCO, Matt Stryker at the pizzeria. Then Slick Dick Williams, because it's, it's, in, it's in his neighborhood, uh, meets up with us. Uh, and then uh, we go grab a drink and the very strong, crazy, like punch bowl shits that they have at this bar that I don't even know the name of. But that I decided to go green at. So it's the first time that I ever went green at a bar. Got some looks. Only in a dive bar in Brooklyn will you see the green man going green amongst everybody. It, it was it, it was pretty cool. Um, we get to the Outlaw Show. Great venue. Packed house. Our boy Prince Havoc was actually there. Uh, and he chimed in a little bit on this. We're ready for one of what I would call the main events. We got Bull James versus Danny DeMonto. The crowd here is red hot. They've been chanting Jersey sucks. And we're standing here next to Prince Havoc. Talk about the foundation of professional wrestling. He's right here beside me. How are you enjoying the show tonight? I think the show is absolutely amazing. And so far, the match of the night... I would have to say Penelope Ford and Willow. Oh, my gosh. She is going to be the headliner in all of my wet dreams from tonight going on. And that is no exaggeration. Now, you're a young kid just starting your professional wrestling career. Looking at all the great professional wrestling, are you learning anything anything from what you see tonight? Uh, I say ever since I started training, after every match I watch, I learned something from it. Very interesting. The match that started off this evening was Casanova Valentine versus CPA. What did you learn from that match? I got. A, I learned that as a small guy, I got to be able to stand up for myself because CPA got thrown around like dust. Oh, it was horrible. Listen. I know you. You've been on the show before. You've won some contests here and there. But the bottom line is we're behind you all the way in your wrestling career. This is where it starts. And if that is one of the lessons that you've learned, you are a small guy. And there are a lot of big guys out there in the business, but there are a lot of great small guys who made a big impact. Look at Rey Mysterio and look at the young career of Leo Rush just starting out. There is plenty of room for guys like you, and we can't wait to have you on the show of A Shot of Wrestling letting us know on how great your career is. We just, by the way, by the way, we just saw Bull James ring Danny the Bonto's bell, his lower bell, if you could say. I appreciate you 100%, and... When I'm big and famous, I'll never forget you, Green Man. <laughs> You'll never forget the Green Man. Uh, we're going to stay tuned to the rest of the action. Stay tuned to the rest of the show because we got a lot more coming. 
Michael J. Putty, I love Prince Havoc. Uh, he's a young kid who, who's, what, 19, just getting started in the business. Is out training at BWF to try to be a professional wrestler. Um, so to be at an independent event to absorb all the knowledge from these workers who've been doing this for so many years at this point. You know, this is a great place for someone like Prince Havoc to be at. So, so happy he was there and gave us some time to chime in and on his opinion and how he's growing in the business. But it's intermission time, and this is where things got really juicy. And I'm talking more because than the juicy hot dogs that they had there because everybody was all excited about the juicy hot dogs and the 50-50 raffle. I'm talking about these are the interviews that happened during intermission that were a shot of wrestling exclusives. Michael J. Putty, I first start off talking with Steve the Boulevard Bully, who was doing the announcing along with Patrick for the evening and kind of just picked his brain on seeing how everything was going for the night. So take a listen to what he had to say. You guys are here announcing the competitors for tonight's event. How do you think everything's going, Steve? Well, let me tell you something, brother. Actually, uh, we have a script... And we're keeping to it, and we're timing our alcohol and cigarette breaks to the oh. T to make sure we hit the bell on time, call the winners, say their names right, sometimes say their weights, not the girls, because that's really inappropriate. Um, but we're doing really good. Uh, the crowd's really freaking hot, so we can basically say anything. I think we could even tell them to go listen to a shot of wrestling, and they probably will do that too. You know what I mean? So the crowd's hot. We probably could do that. Sorry. We probably could do that. The crowd's hot. We're happy to be here. Um, you know, we got a little buzz going on, which is going to help the bullies really get into our zen. The package. Oh, yeah, the package. There's something. Apparently there's, package. Oh, there's package. Apparently there's been a package that uh, Steve and Patrick have been sipping on that scissor yeah. before we yeah. got to there's the show. Some sort of package to get my like, my levels correct to have uh, my ring announcing duties to be top form. And I think we're doing really good. We haven't missed a cue. We haven't missed a match. And we're still awake. And that's you, all that matters. Do you find it easy? Now, you've been referees before, and now you're announcing... For the whole show, not just matches, for the whole show. Do you find this easier than being a referee? A referee? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what a referee is, but um, rough, like R-U-F-F. You said said it weird. A refugee? (laughs) Yeah, uh, refugee. Lauren Hill. um, Who's the other guy? Uh, Who's the other guy? Wyclef Jean. And then who's the third? No one ever knows the third guy. No one knows. Uh, It's... um, but it's easier. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it is oh, easier no, to be. It's a... Proswell. Oh. It's Wyclef Jean, Lauren Hill, and Proswell. Those are the refugees. So, <laughs> just to, to digress, refer, uh, referee, ref, referees, referees are great. Um, I like being an announcer because I get to not be me, uh, not be a bad guy because they always hate us when we're referees for some reason. But we actually got yeah. cheers yeah. this time around. So surprise. you you gotta take it where you can get it. So I'm happy. Awesome. Well, here's to the rest of your match. I love you. I love you. This is where shit gets juicy, brother. Now, on our interviews, we've talked about how the CZW brand has been changing and how a lot of the fans are not that happy about it. And, you know, the owner, DJ Hyde, um, it's it's taking the brunt of the frustration of many of the hardcore CZW fans. Now, through the episodes and learning a lot more of the backstories behind it, you know, I understand this is a rebirth for BCW. This is, you know, it definitely is not the same old CZW, but um, I'm open to see what it's going to become. On the opposing side to the CZW conversation is the GCW side of it. You know, our friend Danny DeMonto, Yes. So I ran into him and very short, very quick, the conversation did turn for, to me to ask him about what his thoughts were on the future of CZW. So here it is, completely uncensored, Danny DeMonto talks about the future of CZW. All right, Green Man here with the GCW God at this point, God. man. God. <laughs> 
dude's been killing I'm it. Larry, a god. Oh, no, no, no. That's not me. That's Do we really want to get into that conversation? If you want to. I mean, everybody loves drama, right? So if I just stood here and instead of, like, plug the upcoming GCW shows and stuff like that, I just made fun of DJ Hyde, so many more people would probably just chime in and talk about it, right? Uh, that's a possibility. You know what? What do you think is the future of CCW? They're probably going to have to sell the company, right? To somebody that actually could uh, draw a crowd, entertain the fans, and not insult them. Maybe an owner that actually respects the history of the company. And that's definitely not the people that are owning right now. But the future is very bright for GCW. Well, let's talk about GCW because literally one of the best nights in my wrestling life was... In real life. Yeah, well, in my whole life. Yeah. Joy Janela, lost in New York, really? literally was amazing. Yeah. Um, any um, highlights for you being backstage and running the show? The highlight of that day was me hitting my bed and taking my sneakers off at the end of the day. The whole thing is unbelievable. A little backstory that people don't know about is I've watched the entire Joey Janela process. Yeah. I was on the shows with Joey when he was pretending to be trained, uh, like he said, on his own documentary and, you know, just sucking every single night. But I saw something in him, uh, something that other people didn't see, and that was the balls between his legs. And Joey has now become probably the most in-demand pro wrestler that's not signed to a contract Absolutely. right now. So with it being said that Joey is not one of the unsigned wrestlers, looking at Joey Janela's swing break, when he gets signed, could there be the possibility of it coming to an end? When he gets signed. Well, the day that Joey Janela signs his name on a, on a contract and I lose him will still be a great day. And, and I will still feel like, you know, I was a part of that road. We just roll with the punches. That's what GCW is. I mean, GCW got to where it was with the help of Joey, but to say that we wouldn't be doing what we're doing right now without Joey, I don't agree with that. Joey's a big piece of the puzzle, but we can have life after Joey Janela if he does sign to a big-name country. I love that. And you know what I love? I love you being here in Brooklyn, New York. Now, you're a Jersey guy who literally... I hated you. I love you, but you kind of got yourself booed out of this arena tonight. Well, I'm definitely not stopping for LMB pizza or anything around here. My tires are probably sliced. Um, I'm going to go to Wohop afterwards, though, in Chinatown and uh, treat my girlfriend to some steamed dumplings and uh, hopefully never come back to Brooklyn again. But it's a great show here at Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Danny DeMonto, looking forward to man. looking forward to the rest of the year as you guys wrap it up. You guys heading out to Chicago. You guys heading. You, know, you, you guys just hit Chicago. Los Angeles is next, and um, I hear Royal Rumble is Arizona this year. Shot of wrestling exclusive. Okay. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. GCW fans, you heard it here. We're going to Survivor Series. Royal Rumble's next. Let's go. The WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. And Michael J. Putty, that is why you listen to A Shot of Wrestling. If you haven't done so yet, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, because we are at the pulse. Like I said it before, we are at the pulse of professional wrestling, and Danny DeMonta just dropped some exclusive information about some upcoming GCW events. Now, you know they just went to Chicago. They are going to Survivor Series weekend in L.A. And Michael J. Putty, breaking news on a shot of wrestling. You heard it from the vo- from the horse's mouth. GCW is headed to Arizona for Royal Rumble weekend. So, ladies and gentlemen... Follow the Yellow Brick Road and check out all the great GCW events that are going to be coming to a town near you. I did this one for you, Michael J. Putty, because I ran into someone that I knew you would not believe me if I did not record him on the show. So I'm going to leave it as a surprise because I think you're going to mark out to this one when you hear who it is. Well, 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 this, if this is not an exclusive, I do not know what is. Ladies and gentlemen, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, we're digging oh. it. I think they're about to start the show up real quick, but yeah, I know it's a great thing. We're right here at Outlaw Wrestling. Yeah, Outlaw Wrestling right here, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, dig it. 
Yeah. Out, of, out of all the shows you could have come back from the dead from, why Outlaw Wrestling? Why Outlaw Wrestling? Because it's the best show out here. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. And you know what? Here's the thing. I never really died. Yeah. I, I had to escape, yeah. No, too many people. Yeah, I got to fucking get, get, I had to get the fuck out of here, you know. Wild, yeah, you know, so I had to escape, yeah. I had to, I had to lay a little low, yeah, you know, you get it, you get it. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. What's your best match that you ever had? The best match I ever, ooh, let me tell you something. Ooh, my best match I ever had. Well, there was one time in 1995, yeah. I wrestled, I had my dad right there by my side against Ric Flair, Bash of the Beach. Woo! Had a great time with that, just for the family aspect, yeah. Uh, another great match I had, George Amel Steel, WrestleMania 2. Everybody says WrestleMania 3 is the greatest match. You would think. You, know, you would think that, not yeah, no, not for me, no. Listen, personally, yeah. Facing the animal, killed him. Destroyed it, Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor. Macho Man Randy Savage is literally one of my favorites. Oh, well, you Thank know, you listen, for joining us. Hey, you know, listen, no, the pleasure's all mine, yeah. Dig it. On a shot of wrestling, baby. Oh, yeah. How the fuck did you get Randy Savage? Uh, he was there. I didn't, I didn't think it was him. Book? He looks a little bit different. Uh, Never thought it would happen. Macho Man Randy Savage here on A Shot of Wrestling. But intermission was over. We had great conversations with a few people. Now we're getting back to the action. Orange Cassidy. Dude, if you have not seen Orange Cassidy in action, he is a national treasure. That's the only way to describe him. And this was Slick Dick Williams' first encounter with a national treasure. Uh, So... Let's hear his raw reaction of the first time he saw Cassidy in action. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Intermission is over. We have a great match. This Orange Cassidy kid is really like no sign the shit out of everything that's going on tonight. Now, Slick Dick, this is the first time you see... Orange Cassidy, what do you think of his performance? I think he needs a good goddamn ass beat, and I think that's what he needs. And he just got the shit hit out of his chest right now, and I really think he's got a beating coming his way right now because his opponent, oh my God, he is not happy with what is going on in the ring right now. He literally, like you said, smacked the shit out of him. We're sitting next to the um, athletic commission, the doctors yeah, of it's, this event. It's, it, when I say he smacked the shit out of him, he might not have laid a turd in the ring, but he hit him so hard that even the medic got up and was like, well, shit, that was fucking nuts. The medics just got up because they thought they needed to go in to save Orange Cassidy after that slap. Michael J. Putty, you know by now, you could hear it on my voice. I am drunk ass shit. <laughs> we're we're reaching the end of uh, of the show, and I'm slurring my speech. My horse, my 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 throat is hoarse. I'm losing my voice. So we gotta wrap it up. I got one more clip for you. We're signing off. It was a great outlaw show. Just check this out, man. Green Man here with Slick Dick Williams as we wrap up a great night at Outlaw Pro Wrestling. Brooklyn came out tonight, bro. What did you think? No, Brooklyn definitely came out tonight. I'm proud of my neighborhood. I'm proud of my hometown right here in Williamsburg, Brooklyn at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. The crowd was hot all night tonight, giving huge pops to hometown guys like Casanova Valentine, to guys like Bull James. Proud to have been here. Proud to say that I'm with this crowd of people. It was a great show tonight, and I think the crowd really let everybody know just how great it was. It was pretty short of amazing. Uh, like you said, the crowd really makes a big difference when it comes to these independent shows. A couple hundred people here jam-packed it out. There was beer being served. I love the Catholic Church who could serve more than just wine. I love that about it. Absolutely. Jesus didn't just turn water into wine. He also turned water into Bud Light. <laughs> If you heard earlier, I think one of the biggest bombshells was Danny DeMonto shooting on CZW and then giving us some hot exclusives about the future of GCW. CZW is coming to Arizona, baby. Arizona! It is confirmed here. 
on a shot of wrestling and this is one of the reasons that you should continue to follow shot of wrestling on all social media because we're on the pulse of wrestling it's, it's given us a few years to work through it but we are at the pulse of professional wrestling the independent wrestling scene and a shot of wrestling are coming together to give us those exclusives i'm looking forward to wrestlemania now yeah it New York City is always hot for the wrestling scene, but it's going to be especially hot come uh, this April, this May, once uh, WrestleMania is here. It's going to be crazy, man. Everybody's going to be coming here looking for uh, the WWE, for the E. But um, the real magic, the real magic is going to be happening at places like this. You're going to see guys that are going to be really taking up the spotlight later on, like guys that you're going to be able to tell your kids, tell all your friends. It's like, yeah. It's like I saw him where I was able to go up to him, to his table, have a conversation with him, tell him how great his match was and talk to him, just shoot the shit. These are the places you got to be, guys. This this is where it's going to be come WrestleMania weekend in New York City. It's The crowds are going to be unmatched. The matches are going to be unmatched. It's, it's going to be an atmosphere like nothing else you've ever seen. I agree. On that note... This is the Green Man with Slick Dick Williams. Slick Dick Williams all day, every day. Brooklyn in the house. What up? Signing out from Outlaw Pro Wrestling. And that was all. Outlaw Wrestling. Amazing. Amazing show. Like I mentioned it before, the crowd was red hot. And they made the biggest difference in the enjoyment for everybody on this show. It was truly, truly amazing. Can't wait to the next one. Breaking news uh, from Outlaw Wrestling that their next show will feature the badass Billy Gunn. So looking forward to that one. I think you should come out to that one with us, uh, Michael J. Putty. Where is it? It's going to be in Brooklyn in Williamsburg, same place. Fuck that. Come nope. on. Badass Billy Gunn. You, you got you to go. It's going to be freaking amazing. All right. So for Green Man, everybody over there at Outlaw Wrestling, I have been your host at Michael J. Putty until next week. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody!